0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the short Free Games Talk podcast, episode 9. I'm your host, Chrissy.
1: Where have you been?
0: A long time no see. It's true. Who are you?
1: I'm your husband and co-host, Clyde. Co-host,
0: emphasized on the co. I've
1: learned my lesson there. Yeah. Even though that review said otherwise.
0: That you wrote?
1: Well, that doesn't invalidate it.
0: Moving on. Uh, This is a podcast where we talk about short, free computer games, uh, mostly by hobbyist makers. Not always, I guess. Yeah. We could deviate. Anything could happen. We did some ASMR roleplay videos. That happened. That happened. happened. That was an episode. Yeah, we went rogue. So, uh, yeah.
1: We did go rogue.
0: We went rogue. So, we're going to warm up this episode. This episode. Oh, here's our theme uh kind of <laughs> mostly uh we're going to talk about some games that were made during the idle thumbs what was it called wizard jam wizard jam why wizard do you reckon
1: it's some sort of inside joke i don't know oh, okay like i wasn't i wasn't around for the episodes where wizard was a thing
0: mm. so tell us about this jam if you will
1: um idle thumbs community had uh, forum community had a uh, a game jam where you Basically, picked a title of an Idle Thumbs podcast uh, episode, and made a game based off of it. Okay.
0: And so, are you okay? Are you choking?
1: That one didn't go do so you not well.
0: good. Do you know what the universal symbol of choking is?
1: Okay. <laughs> it's good to know.
0: So, so, uh, so we're going to talk about some games from this jam, and one of the games that we're going to talk about. Is ours. Is ours. What? Because, yeah.
1: I can't believe you're going to talk about your own game on the podcast.
0: Believe it. <laughs> Who has more authority to talk about it than us?
1: Simon. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't here for all the arguments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to go to counseling after this game. So, so tell me, tell me about this game in the title and what happens in it.
1: Uh, it was based off of an episode titled um, "I Know You're Having Fun," but I'm still working. Mm. Um, in which, uh, in the Idle Thumbs podcast, it seemed like they are in an office building or something, and someone came downstairs and was like, "You're making too much noise." Basically,
0: keep it down.
1: Um, so. Kind of went with that theme. I I, uh, I had recently gotten Tyranno Builder, which is a visual novel engine, and thrown something in the morning that the jam started. I threw something together on that episode title, that was just kind of like, okay, this is the basically the first scene, and then this is how I imagine this being kind of formulated like a joke, and I sent it sent it to Symbiotic, and who uh was um me and Symbiotic were po- partnering up on this jam. And they said, let's go with it. And so then um, Symbiotic started drawing some characters and some backgrounds and such. And me and Chrissy went out to... uh,
0: Moe's. We were at Moe's. We were
1: at Welcome to Moe's.
0: Welcome to Moe's! And
1: and I was telling Chrissy how we're going to have to get... How I just put a call out for a sound person because I was really... The game is largely about sound levels in the office and sound politics, noise politics. And... um, uh, so sound i was starting to realize how big of a part sound was going to be in the game mm. and how we were going to have to have a third person doing sound i informed Chrissy about this and um she said that she wanted to uh uh be the sound person and i said uh what experience do you have in
0: game making <laughs> and i said pick me <laughs> yeah yeah because we've been playing all these sound heavy sound sounds sp- you know specific i've been really focusing on sound in these games a lot so in order to feel like i had an opinion about it i thought it would be useful to try it like i had this fantasy i was gonna all jay it up and have like you know localized sounds for you walk around no no like when you make sound effects you don't know what that stuff is when you're listening to it you what know? do you mean like you know what it is when you're making it uh oh what's I made all kinds of sound effects, and when I heard them, I couldn't figure out what they were. What do you mean? I wish I could think of an like example. You, like
1: you recorded yourself?
0: Oh, yeah. Like one of them I was recording flipping through papers. Like okay. she was going through papers. Okay. You can't tell what that is. See, I, I, I think
1: that's really interesting. It's kind of like – um, you know, we we have – we have a pretty good idea of people take pictures right mm-hmm. people take pictures all the time but they don't really gather and collect sound effects very often yeah
0: you don't really think because so, you always have an image related to it so you feel like you hear it but you're associating it yeah
1: totally and so like when 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 you take a camera and you go and get uh your um are the levels good, you think?
0: Yeah, I was just making sure I didn't leave four. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Uh, when you uh, when you take a camera and you start – and you're like, I'm going to take a picture of this flower. Like, you kind of know the distance that you want to be mm-hmm. from it, and you kind of know what makes it into a picture of a flower. And, you, you know, you don't record it with too much fog or whatever. But it, but, but uh, with the sound, it, it – you know, you don't have all that.
0: You don't have so much reference. Yeah,
1: you don't have all that knowledge available. Yeah. So uh, how many games have you made before this?
0: Zero. Zero games. And how many games will i probably make after this? Zero. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm really curious about is, okay, so in this game, I'll give you some backstory. In this game, uh, there is the main character, Tiffany, Mrs. Blooming, Miss Blooming's. But her real name is, like, something else.
1: Uh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Levant. Levant. Tiffany Levant. So, mm.
0: so she's, like, working upstairs in the office, and she keeps hearing noises. Like, there's a bunch of laughing, so she goes down there to tell the laughers to be quiet. And it's, like, these three people who are like, hey, Tiffany, blah, 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 lots of talk. Yeah, we'll keep it down. And then she goes back up there, and then there's another louder noise, and it's, like, more ridiculous. It's a peacock, and she goes down, and she's like, what's up with the peacock? And they're like, yeah, we got a peacock. What? And then she goes back up. And... Let's,
1: let's, let's not talk about the detail. Well, I guess we spoil every game, don't we?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then it's, like, a printer noise, and then, you know, it's, like, more ridiculous every time. So So you were trying to communicate something. Like, where did you get the idea of trying to communicate in this game? Because this is a big topic of this game of uh, working, your working environment being valid uh, if you are making noise just as much as if you're quiet, except for everybody just expects a quiet work environment so they think that it has precedence over a loud work environment which is not normally uh, The the expectation. So because one is expected, it has authority.
1: Yeah, it trumps the other yeah. the other's rights. Um well, obviously the episode title and the, like the scenario from which the episode title came from, that was the main theme. I mean, that's pretty much what was going on, yes. Yeah. Um but um uh at at one point early on in the writing of the story, uh I was pacing around um before work and thinking about my what I used to write, because this game, j- ha- okay, so this is the first game I've made with somebody else,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I was feeling a lot of pressure because of that. Uh, I wanted to do their art justice, mm-hmm. and their efforts justice, and so um, I was bothered by how this seemed like it was just going to be a stick. Yeah. Uh, yeah there there wasn't going to be any substance to it it was all going to be template and like maybe like a couple jokes and i didn't like that mm-hmm. i i wanted i wanted it to have more substance to the to the to the meaning and um so uh i've written a lot over the years short verse mostly and yeah um very short and i have written many things of substance uh where it's like focusing mostly on that quality in fact and so I was asking myself, you know, like in my earlier days of writing, what was it? because games feel like they've kind of distracted me from from that ability?
0: Well, that's because you spend your time writing about games versus yeah. the other kind of writing. yeah, used to. yeah, I'm
1: writing like specific things about things that exist rather than fictions, speculative fictions, and such. Mm-hmm. So, um I was asking myself, uh, what what was ah uh, what was my resource for substance?" Uh, from my previous writing, and uh, I phrased it as um, showing the complexity of uh, the problem so that uh, people can understand why no easy solution is possible. Okay. Um,
0: uh, I don't want to talk about a game that you have to pay for, but I can't not do this. Uh, my prime example of this happening is Dragon Age, where you're presented through... Dragon Age 2 does it the best. Yeah, sorry to get the haters... Uh, Dragon Age <laughs> 2 does it so well where you 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 go through you, the things that you do, what do you call it, your missions or whatever, are to see what it's like, the perspective of one of the people in the story. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly seeing what it's like from one perspective and then the other the perspective. The
1: Templars versus the Mages. And they're
0: both right. And how do you make a choice mm-hmm. when both of them have really great...
1: Right. They, they have actual conflicts. It's yeah. Not, it's not... It's not, it's not a simple solution. And, it's not
0: bad versus good. Right. It's shades mm-hmm. versus shades.
1: So um that that phrase uh you know showing the complexity of the problem and why a simple solution is not possible um became kind of like the uh question I would ask myself as I was mm. moving forward. Um and so I was trying to balance out the the con- the viewpoints on the different conflicts but still kind of like Making it funny because everything I write has got to be funny. Right. And, um, yeah.
0: So, what happened to me in this game while, well, first off, we read this game a lot. So it became yeah, too re- much. Yeah, so it, it stopped being funny. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it, it became more challenging to know what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. My
1: my workflow was to start the be- the game at the beginning yeah. every time I wanted to add something in. So every time I sat down to work on this fucking game.
0: It was so I, hard after a while to read that beginning. <laughs> I
1: scene. would re- I would play through the first everything that had already been written. And so the beginning scenes just became so, like, I just uh, I just couldn't see them anymore. That, I'm not going to do it that way again. If, if I do it, if I... You'll
0: start from where you are?
1: No. I think...
0: Like, I think I I've know. only played the rap battle, like, once because I couldn't play that game anymore yeah. by the time we got there. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm like, too. Yeah. Um. I, I, I don't know what a good solution for that is because I do want it to have, you know, a unified feeling. But may, maybe I should make it into segments and then have... Like plan it out, plan it out to be you know somewhat unified thematically, mm-hmm. uh, by making sure to include something in each of them. I don't uh, I don't know. Like it,
0: when you make the EXO game, do you think that's going to be a problem, or are you just going to kind of breeze through it? I
1: am just breezing through the EXO game. Mm. Uh, I'm going to just just write from the hip, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you will. Um, yeah,
0: but see what happened was, I played a game that was a visual novel kind of recently. Where you got to a certain part of the story, and you felt like you were no longer hearing what the character was saying. You were hearing what the writer wanted you to hear. Like, they set up this whole game just to kind of... As a rhetoric. Yeah, to put you in a position where you have to listen to their opinion about this subject that they want to tell you their opinion about. It's not like the character feels this way. The writer obviously trapped you in a hole... And now you have to listen to their speech.
1: They, 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 they um, what's the word? It starts with C. I don't know. They contrived a bunch of circumstances. Yeah. Where their point would be
0: valid. So
1: valid that it's inarguable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But when they're giving the speech, it's like a monologue. And I can't feel like I am seeing the main character uh, react to the situation they're in. I can only see the writer looking for an opportunity to tell me this thing yep, that they you're want. For the the punchline. Yeah. So when we got to the section of the game that was <laughs>
1: the, uh, the 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 climax where the, the the real conflict happened and everyone kind of voiced their concerns. Yeah,
0: there's a confrontation right before the rap battle, and it's like Getty goes on and on and on, and I it was so hard for me to separate. Like at this point, I didn't even pick. Getty, I guess, that much. So I didn't even think of him having as, like, a personality. Yeah. So all I could see was, like, Clyde wanted to talk about this thing and now is his chance to, like, go on about it and it was so distracting. And then, of course, you were like, oh, it's just the first draft and that's why you don't like it. Yeah. But I didn't like it because... (laughs) Okay,
1: so I need to come in here. Chrissy not liking something isn't, like, It's not like Chrissy just says, "You know what? I don't like this. I I don't think this is going to work out." It's like, no, (laughs) this you can't. No, this can't happen. I just,
0: it was awful.
1: Who is this person? You know, you're revealing things about you that I don't think I like. I mean, you know, it's not. It's not like it's not Chrissy just says she doesn't like something. So
0: first off, I obviously. I, I, I side with Tiffany. It's difficult not to side with Tiffany any any normal person would side with Tiffany because it's difficult to side with the other side because you didn't really create circumstances where it seemed necessary for them to make noise. It's like that uh, that person I was talking to on Patrick. Idol. Yeah it's like they had a really good argument uh, and I wanted to go back and ask but I never did like what scenarios could we have set up for you to actually feel like the other side was just as valid? Because it was difficult for me to see the other side as having just as much right to make noise as a person has right to be quiet. Mm -hmm. When it just seemed like they were...
1: Throwing parties.
0: Yeah. Like, just not doing anything. And, of course, you were like... The examples
1: were silly and absurd.
0: Yeah. And you were like, Mm -hmm. well, why is work more valid than fun? Right. But, you know, when... Which I
1: still feel.
0: But I feel like you... The way Getty was expressing all of this...
1: Mm -hmm. With his... Uh, anti-capitalism uh, yeah. language.
0: Yeah, it was very difficult for me to listen to it and think this is coming from a character. Hmm.
1: Especially since I use anti-capitalism language around the house.
0: Exactly, and but not in such a—I uh, don't know what way I'm looking for. But it's hmm. like the kind of way where you, it's like I don't want to. I I won't it's, say it was
1: incredibly dogmatic.
0: Yeah, it's like when we go over to the specific family member's house. And they're telling us, like, about what Obama is doing. Uh-huh. It seemed like that, but opposite. Like, the kind that yeah. makes me, like, cringe. Yeah. And so... we're,
1: we're Yeah, where it's like, it, it it feels like you're kind of falling into a, a vein of dogma where it's just things are being repeated.
0: Yeah. So I didn't understand why we didn't just skip straight to the rap battle. Yep. Because all of that stuff is going to be said in the rap battle. No, it's not true. But in rhyming. So tell us why that didn't happen, because there was a lot of... I'll say discussion using we were, quotes. We about were this.
1: arguing for two days straight <laughs> about, this. about about the inclusion of the conflict scene where they actually voiced their conflicts before the rap battle. Yeah. And I was arguing that it needs to be in there and Chrissy was arguing that it needs to not be in there. <laughs> and uh and some of the feedback we've gotten on the game, because um a lot of people are playing the Wizard Jam games on the forums and kind of discussing them with the creators. Um, a lot of the feedback is like things that vary from like it dragged on a little bit at the mm-hmm. end and um it seemed like it should have gone to the rap battle sooner kind of stuff and I I might be conflating all of those uh those uh, uh suggestions into one suggestion of skipping the conflict
0: right because that's the one that I
1: yeah yeah because I, for. because we had I had two days of fighting with Chrissy about this <laughs> yeah so um uh the reason that the conflict was necessary was uh because uh, without it, the, I, I, I did not expect that um, a, 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 someone who's just playing that game, I did not expect them to be paying enough attention to really recognize what the viewpoints would be of all the characters. So in, in,
0: But you don't feel like during the rap battle, they said all those viewpoints?
1: No. No. And, and not only do I – well, yes, they, ex- they, ex- they express their views in the rap battle. But they don't state them clearly. So mm. when in the conflict scene, you basically find out like it's a con like, Kyle had already during the uh the uh, printer scene, Kyle had already established that um he's like a uh positive thinking, um, you know, it's all in your head kind of guy. Mm. Uh but the other two characters hadn't really clearly express themselves joyce hadn't really become like she was just
0: like i'm joyce and i'm flighty
1: yeah she just seemed flighty until the conflict scene where she's like no i'm confident about my belief that you should have fun at work and that's and that that's an important thing Mm -hmm. she states that during the conflict and so we'll just take her example so then once you go into the rap battle you that has been so well established that then that is the, what she says during the rap battle is actually a confirmation yeah. of that character rather than um, if the conflict where she had not stated it had not been there. Then it would just seem like she might just be rat- rhyming things.
0: Well, maybe this is kind of like that thing we talked about earlier. Is there a way she could have interacted with people more or, you know, that you could have observed where oh, you there's would, infinite ways right? where you wouldn't have to express it?
1: Well, there's infinite. Ways. There are a lot of things that could be improved about that game. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: because it went so long mm-hmm. at that point, and then you got to the best part of the game after you'd already gone down there three times yeah. and like well, argued Well, I wanted with them.
1: to leave people with a good taste in their mouth.
0: Yeah. Like, well, yeah, it, the rat battle is the part everybody likes the most.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that's at the end, mm. and the reason is because I wanted to, I wanted to have a payoff that was like the last thing you kind of remember happening, so you think of the game favorably. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I mean I think it was a successful game. And once you and once we talked a lot about how it's Getty's personality and that's how and you went back and like tried to give him more of those lines to make it obvious that it's personality instead of it looking like the author is just trying to push their agenda onto you. Mm-hmm. It helped me a lot. I just wonder in the end what scenarios we might have you might have as a writer could have done. To make it a really difficult choice for the audience.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that that would have largely changed the tone, but maybe it not. It wouldn't have been maybe funny,
0: not. I guess, you know, See, because the humor was in the ridiculousness right. of what they yeah, were doing. The, the
1: absurd examples were kind of the t- the tone that had been established pretty early on. Yeah, um, I don't know. And in, in to be clear, I think it's totally a fair criticism. I, the, the, well, the,
0: yeah, because you said your point was to create that, you know, duality.
1: Right. Well... I wanted to add some substance, I'd, and I felt like I was able to successfully do that. But it wasn't. I did not start with the substance. I started with the humor, mm-hmm. um, and and that tone r- remains. And but it is a, it is a fair criticism, and I would be interested in in hearing how to do that and to and to think about how to do that. But I probably would never execute upon it. Yeah. At least not for a similar game,
0: or not that game. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I'm over that game. I <laughs> I still have to make some corrections that people have pointed out.
0: Um, <laughs> you can't even go in.
1: Yeah but, yeah, but I'm trying to wait long enough where I can actually play it and enjoy it. Um, I want to, well, since we're talking about the game, I want to ask you about it. Okay. Um, so you said that this is probably going to be the last game you work on?
0: That's a lie, though. The, my problem is, the thing that's always my problem is, I only do creative things on the weekend. Like, I'm, you know, on the weekdays, my job is really difficult. I don't want to... Yeah, sorry. I don't want to do anything on the weekdays. Uh, we have a lot of projects going on right now on the weekends. Yeah. And, I mean, I would like to do something... I would like to do something non-creative. I don't want to say the music is non-creative, but I didn't make the music. So, it was just mining the sounds and having Clyde record them and editing them, you know, and things like that. So, uh. Well, I record, I mean, probably making the noise while I recorded them. But so I could, I'm fine with like image searching or sound recording or sound finding. Uh, I could do that in the game. But I would only want to make a game with you because the difficulty I had was I wanted to, um, I wanted to have the sound of a fluorescent light going in the office and so it was no noise and, uh, and I couldn't find a fluorescent noise, a fluorescent light that was making noise at work. So I tried to take one off the internet and and, uh, Clyde was like, you can't do that because the copyright thing and you have to ask Symbiotic and Symbiotic didn't reply for a while so i was super frustrated at clyde because you know it's like a noise if,
1: if it had been me alone i would have been like do it i don't fucking care
0: right steal so, that shit so in the end but
1: but i but you know symbiotic's name was attached to this and we had to make those types of decisions as right a team. and
0: there's like a discussion going on so you know like yeah. it, stuff is happening anyway so so at that point i was like i'm never gonna work with any you know i have fits in real life Never gonna work <laughs> never gonna work with anybody again this is so stupid blah, blah, blah. but you know it was kind of fun because uh <laughs> I had to think of new way you know Clyde made the peacock noise I didn't end up taking the printer uh yep.
1: you were like there's no way we can get around this yeah I have to use this printer dude video. was
0: okay with it though uh but but it was fun like uh I recorded a bunch of sounds at work that I thought would be like a fluorescent light mm-hmm. that was fun to use like uh we have a Anyway, I won't tell no, you. No, I want to... Uh, we have a machine that digests fibers. Okay. Uh, and so I use that. That
1: sounds... can you catch that? <laughs> that sounds interesting. Get it?
0: I, I, I do know that you brought... Because I said out. sounds. Yeah. And then I uh, I recorded one of our airflow hoods. And those are the two sounds I put over the printer because you want to sound more... Uh, less, I guess, high-pitched. I'm not sure.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I will I I will do things with you, uh, as long as it's not creative.
1: Thick. Has it affected the way you've seen sound in other games?
0: I don't know. Um, here's the here's the interesting thing. I hope I'm not talking too much about no, this. I, you No, guys... I'm
1: really interested in this, so I don't uh, care what other people are interested in.
0: Here's the thing: when we first started, I wasn't I wasn't even thinking about music. I was thinking about having a sound effect oh, for that's right. every single thing that happened. And Clyde thought the same thing. Yep. It was like he told me.
1: Yeah, when, when, when I was interviewing for it, I was basically telling her what her job duties would be and saying, well, you know, people are going to laugh, so I need to laugh. And then, you know, the peacock's going to scream, so you need a peacock.
0: Right. And, and he, was, he wanted me to have a sound for each person when it was their time to talk.
1: Yep. Yeah, to signify which one of the people was talking. So I was thinking it was going to be like Peter and the Wolfish.
0: Yeah, so I tried that at first. And I was going to have music in the background when you go downstairs, like they're partying in the room. But, you know, you come out, so it's going to be like that low-pass filter sound, like, you know, behind the door and everything. But when, you couldn't even tell what I was trying to do. That's the, such the hard thing about sound. Like, you couldn't tell that I was trying to put that sound behind the door. It just sounded like muted music in the background, like you had a song, but you didn't record it right or something. It was terrible. I,
1: I was really glad you were on the job because you gave it enough effort, and I would have just been trying to get it over with and uh the the one that really got me was when you had two songs that butted up against each other in one scene and we kept on playing it and being like it does not sound right like there's something wrong with this there's something wrong wrong with this and so christy started looking for other songs to play
0: but i couldn't find another
1: song song that uh, worked out and so what she ended up Suggesting, or I don't know if you ended up suggesting. It was actually
0: your suggestion oh, that we have yeah. a pause. So
1: I was like, maybe what we need to do is put a pause between the two songs. That's all it took. All yeah. it took was it's just so not playing them back to back.
0: And what works and what doesn't work.
1: I would have never. I would. i You never have to like find that out. Like where where are you gonna where are you gonna realize that <laughs> that you can't just put yeah two songs. trial
0: and error yeah just like how is I gonna realize that you. You don't know what anything sounds like. You only know what it sounds like because you're seeing it happen. Right. And and then I went and played a bunch of visual novels. And they all had songs. And I was like, oh, I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find some free songs. And then everything was fine. Yeah. What about you? What is your take home from doing this?
1: Um. I really used the format of a three-part joke as a crutch uh, for this project. Mm. And... I liked that. it It actually made it so that I made a narrative game that didn't go on forever, which is a problem I have. I have a huge problem with narrative scope, um, that in. And so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What I learned from it was that you know I I want to kind of collect and note um, narrative formulas that uh, are incredibly c- concise. And then make games based off of those formulas. So, so really sticking to templates. Um, that's that's what that was my main takeaway from it. And also just, it. Mm. Oh, the the big thing was finding out what three people can do in two weeks.
0: A lot, because uh, I was only working on the weekends mostly.
1: Yeah, it. That I have a better sense of scope than I've ever had before. Uh, about how long what takes. Um... And that was the longest, most complete project I've ever made, and narratively. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's true. So now I can be like, okay, this is going to be a two-week project for three people, or this is going to be, you know, four-week project. And I I feel like I have a much better sense of how long something will take. Scope. Yeah.
0: You know, the thing about Tyranno Builder, like, you know, it's a good program for for the visual novel, but it is really frustrating that there's lag in the sound like there's that's a, an
1: html problem more than it's a yeah, problem. yeah yeah
0: you finding that out recently has really helped me because i was so frustrated right but I spent so much time you know it was a jam game right yeah i spent so much time thinking about the timing of those sounds only to have the lag happen yeah or for somebody to do it slow and apparently the song yeah you know like yeah
1: all that stuff can be things that we can kind of go back and rearrange but the motivation to do so is so low.
0: Yeah, and you not knowing that we could fade, so I had to, I had to do fade in and outs on uh, what's that program we use for sound?
1: Uh, Audacity. Yeah,
0: and then putting it in, but that means you can't run a loop. Yep. Like we we had a lot of problems yep. that could have been easier, but I but there isn't a lot of HTML programs, so I look forward to seeing the progression of what gets made that will help us in the future make, you know. Cool. Good game yeah so yeah there's our first thing do you want to talk about another game or you want me to ask you your question i'm gonna i'm gonna have we've to get been, another drink we've been
1: talking about ourselves so much
0: yeah i'm gonna have to get another drink though do you want to pause it or you want to talk about the froggy game while i and tell everybody i've
1: tried talking when you're not there and yeah. it doesn't work let me pause it
0: all right back from break now we're going to talk about another game from the jam uh the wizard jam yep uh Named Paul's Screen from Battletoads? That's correct. Uh, you wanted to, me to play this game, and you wanted to talk about it for the podcast. So the obvious question is, why?
1: Um, This game's special. Uh, it's, it's going into a territory that I'm interested in going into, mm. and going into that territory is very difficult to do.
0: Okay, and that territory is glitch games. That's
1: correct. Um, uh, uh, You've been
0: really into this lately.
1: I have been really into this. Uh, Ser- is
0: this the game that got you into this? Oh no, no, it was that.
1: But I well, I I need to mention that Sergio's game's not public yet. Okay. But Sergio's been working on a game that um, got me really interested in the idea of. Uh, glitch being integrated with gameplay
0: so what it what what is glitch for se um how would you define it in game
1: gl- I would I would this is not a definition people might disagree with this definition but this is how I see it um a glitch in a game would be something that's not uh, consistent with the world's logic that seems to be rooted in the way that the elements of the game were put together um that does not fully break the game so it's kind of like um it's really important to me that it not like you know if a game freezes and doesn't do anything from that point on like i suppose some people could call that a glitch but to me still maintaining any sense of agency is really important for me to consider it a glitch. Okay. So you know, the the example that really comes to mind for me is when me and my sister s- sister had an Atari, uh, we had Pitfall 2. And if you put the cartridge in, like, most of the way, but just barely didn't do it, and then took the, the like, there was a reset switch that was, like, the power switch. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of barely moved it up, so it wasn't fully there, it would glitch out. So, like, you would end up with what looked like... Well, this is, you know, decades ago, so I don't know if it's for sure looked like this. But I remember it looking like two superimposed images. And you you would have your figure, but your figure wasn't, like, as... Your avatar wasn't as... Visible, so it was like a
0: ghost.
1: Yeah, or like it was. He was in two places, maybe. Okay. Oh, so
0: it split the character.
1: It felt, yeah. I mean, I I might be remembering a long time it. Ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but it was something to that extent. Okay. And then, and what was weird about it was that you'd end up at the very end of the game.
0: Really. Yeah.
1: So I was. How really did you fascinated figure that out? It. Just because fucking with the atari like
0: no i i didn't fuck with the atari try,
1: trying to get things to work on that machine was sometimes difficult oh yeah and so um, that was
0: before you blew into the cassette
1: i think that was around the time you blew into this okay cassette. so to me that would be like the first time i remember a glitch and yeah it,
0: how exciting it's like you found a secret yeah
1: and it's not just like you know you put it on and then you see you know these bro- broken up pixel sprites or nothing it's like you can still control the character to some extent, so that's really but important. But you're at part
0: the end me. of the game, right? So how much? Where I, could you go? I don't. You don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, but still, oh man, I would have felt so accomplished <laughs> if something like that would have happened to me. It, it,
1: it, discoverability is a really big part. Well,
0: it makes intentional glitch seem so much more disappointing, though. Why? Um, because it's the discovery of finding something that doesn't exist.
1: See, I, I think some people would think that uh, you apparently. Yeah. I'm but not for me. If I fi- if I found out that the Atari designers did that as a as a way to test the game, I'd be like I don't care. Like that's interesting, but it doesn't take away anything. Maybe it me.
0: doesn't take it away because that has nothing to do with the game versus your whole game is supposed to be a glitch. What? Like in this game that we're talking about,
1: pause screen for Battletoads. Yeah,
0: the game is uh, working within the glitch. Right, like you know you're supposed to be there. It's a puzzle you have to solve it.
1: Right, but it's glitch puzzles.
0: It's glitch puzzles. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you did a trick and you're in a secret area that nobody knows about. Well, it
1: kind of, kind of is the well. It it all the the biggest difference is that you know that. It is that expectation that you can do it.
0: Yeah, but when you were talking about what glitch... Not that I'm saying anything negative about this game. I mean, I'm totally not. Uh, But I am trying to talk about the difference between intentional and Mm -hmm. non-intentional. When you were talking the other day about, like, if something happens in a game and you don't know if if that was an accident by the maker or if that was intentional, seems different than knowing that this is just a puzzle... And glitch is the art style, just
1: in the way that you approach it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like an art style versus it being a gameplay. Um, How do you dis? Tell me why you disagree.
1: Technically, you're right because the technically you're right because the solutions to all the problem to all the puzzles in pause screen from Battletoads are things that need to be programmed in explicitly Mm -hmm. and and they're 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 consistent right Mm -hmm. but it so yes it is just the appearance of the glitch Mm -hmm. but based off of recent experiences I've had in um, trying to uh, you know break the barriers that games and break the barriers that games are trying to enforce uh, the method by which I'm able to test and succeed in it are to some extent similar. The the, the biggest difference is that with, this is a point-and-click game. Battle, Pause Screen from Battletoads is a point-and-click game. Um, and most of the games that I play where I'm exploring the glitches are not uh, point-and-click. What are they? Uh, they're traversal-based so, mm-hmm. um you'll be moving a character around and there'll be boundaries that okay. the character can be in and boundaries that the character cannot be oh, in. Oh like
0: you can walk into a wall. Right. Or you can climb a wall. Only in
1: one point, right? Only Right.
0: So Which you find accidentally by brushing up against that wall.
1: Right. So so the, the biggest distinction this game has, um, from my normal experience of having of checking out glitches in games, is that the point-and-click interface is the way that it's done. But it still feels... It feels similar in the psychological way of, like, my care, Like, the the part that really gets me about this game is when... After you get out of that, um...
0: Should we talk about what the game is? Sure. And then you can tell us about the part that gets you? Or do you want to talk about the part you get?
1: Well, I mean, they... Well, okay, so it's uh, Battletoads, um...
0: I didn't like, know what this was.
1: Uh, Battletoads is a... Uh, Nintendo game, Nintendo Entertainment System game, yes. 16-bit, I believe, and uh, that this starts off with um the the first playable area of pause screen from Battle Toads is the second uh segment of the original game. Like, I mean, they use the same sprites and everything, uh, and it starts looping, um, unnaturally. And you, and you start getting enemies um, pouring out at a faster rate, and they don't actually have death animations or any actual activity. And it, you kind of get the impression that they're just duplicates, and there's this, there's a this sense that you're stuck in a loop. Yeah. So at that point, you have to figure out how to get out of the loop. Right. And it's not... A controller based game, really. I mean, there are some movement controls, but for the majority of the game, the way you solve the problem, the puzzles, are by clicking on different things in the screen. Yeah. So then, after you get in the, out of the. After you've solved the first puzzle by kind of uh, thinking out of the box.
0: Yeah, Clyde set a timer for how long he was going to let me suffer before he told me how to yeah. do it.
1: Uh, you end up in what looks like the first level of the game, uh, and your avatar is um malformed because uh is it is it like jittering i don't remember
0: yeah i think so
1: and it, it's kind of stuck in the middle of the screen so at that point that's that's the part of the game that got me like when when your avatar's kind of stuck yeah. in the in in uh an infinite collision uh and you're still trying to you're basically saying, "Oh, I'm stuck. Um, is there any way I can get unstuck?" And you start pressing buttons and kind of like exploring all of your options in order to get out of it. Mm-hmm. But then something, but then you get feedback. Any sort of feedback in that scenario is really um, encouraging. Okay. Um. So that emotion was the same that I experienced when the when the glitch is unintentional.
0: Is that what you were gonna say before I interrupted you and tell you to tell you about the game? Is yeah, that the, it was. that's the part? Mm-hmm. In and uh, I enjoyed the glitch as an art style of this game because in real life if we were playing like a traversal game and I had to touch every wall I mean it becomes like a trial and error searching game it can be uh you remember when we this isn't a free game remember when we played halo and we tried to find all those skulls to yeah find, and it was just us looking at every single place yeah. in the level and it was like fun the first time and then yeah. it wasn't fun that's well, what i imagined
1: the the uh the core <laughs> the core loop of a of a good glitch for me is you're just going through your regular paces mm-hmm. and something weird happens
0: yeah that's what i want yeah
1: and and that weird thing happens one time and you're like what just happened and then you say to yourself well this is a computer game this is working off of rules mm-hmm. these rules are still st- are stable so i'm going to try to make that thing that weird thing that happened happen, happen again. again and when it happens again it's like
0: this is cool.
1: <laughs> this is kind of neat. Like, yeah. You know, you, you feel like you own that.
0: So what did you get from this game that is going to help you with your glitch game? Do you know what I'm asking?
1: Yeah. Um. Probably mostly aesthetics. And also, uh, uh, by aesthetics, I mean, like, what glitches look like. Mm. Um, because they have a... They, I associate specific looks f- with them. Um, actually, I should mention... Well, it's not free, so never mind. I
0: just talked about an app free game.
1: I got an, I got an iPhone app that lets you glitch out photos, and it works really well oh, because... Oh, yeah.
0: That wasn't free? Nope. It wow. works
1: really well because the glitches look super authentic to me. But, uh... Um... So, this game really captures what glitches look like aesthetically.
0: Yeah, it really does. Um...
1: So I'll probably gain that from it. And the other thing I'll gain from it is just kind of like uh in the forums when we were talking about this game this one really kind of hits this middle ground where um I the first time I played it, I got stuck and just gave up. But I was like, okay, this is something. really you. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is. Oh cool. yeah, but like, I, I I got enough that I can see that this is really cool. But I don't even know when it is. Yeah, ends. that
0: first puzzle was super hard.
1: Um, well, I solved the first puzzle the first time. The... yeah, it was when you're stuck in the rocks. I didn't I didn't replace all the rocks. Mm. Um, so, uh, it gave me an expectation of. Kind of like how much you can expect the player to do in order to explore the glitch, in order to progress. Ideally, the glitches in games would be very much available to players who don't typically find glitches, but at the same time, ah. um, they wouldn't be. Well, ideally, they would. They would be somewhat optional. I see. Um, and be, because I think. You know, it can be incredibly frustrating to not know how to get unstuck.
0: Right, well, yeah, this was a puzzle game. I wonder if it's if this person played Battle Toads and found a glitch in it, and is you know talking about like how you did with with Pitfall, mm. and that's why they picked this game. Like,
1: well, I mean, remember this was an episode title.
0: Oh, what was the episode of
1: Pause Screen from Battle? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, well, and then... I don't remember what their discussion was in the original oh, podcast.
0: Interesting. Oh, I guess yeah. I forget that there was a theme. Yeah, it
1: was a Wizard Jam game. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Did they say on the forum uh, why they chose to do a glitch game?
1: They might have. Maybe we should put a link to the uh, forum page. Yeah, I, on the
0: I, I thought you read all that. Sorry. All right. So, uh, so uh, yeah, are we ready to move on?
1: I I am.
0: Okay. Uh, we're going to do some uh, housekeeping now. Okay. <laughs> if you...
1: I got out of um, The World Beneath.
0: Yeah. A few episodes ago, we talked about the game The World Beneath.
1: Which is a, a favorite of mine.
0: And I thought while I was playing it that you couldn't get out. And during the playthrough of that game, it took me a long time to come to terms with that idea. And it was just about seeing how far you could go. You know, letting go of control is not something I would say that I excel at. So, coming to terms with that in that game and accepting it was really difficult, but it made the game way more fun. So then, Clyde decides he's going to get out.
1: Well, no, that's not what happened. What happened was I was just playing it. I was just doing my... my,
0: minding your own business. I was
1: just doing my routines. I was playing my... I was playing my The World Beneath.
0: (laughs) Doing your thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> where can I go and, <laughs> with
1: five torches? And, and like in the, I think something happened where like maybe I was pressing a button when um the game loaded or something. I think
0: it was a glitch that got you out.
1: Well, well, there was a glitch that led to the glitch. So, uh, I what I don't know why, but like I was like constantly moving to the right, um, when I was trying to move when I was just pressing forward. Hmm. So, uh, I i ran up against a wall and
0: did you have a torch or was it dark
1: it was well it was i wasn't throwing torch
0: but it wasn't a lit room either
1: well it was on the first floor
0: okay so you could see
1: yeah and so i was moving forward and it veered right my alignment was off and um i started walking up the wall and i was like "Huh, that's really cool i wonder how far up like the wall i can walk and so i do it a little more in that room and i can you know it to the ceiling and shit and i'm like i'm gonna go climb out of the motherfucking
0: well and then he <laughs> does so
1: i go i go uh out into the uh first room and uh start like rubbing up against the wall and sure enough i'm going up it and in that game there's this little uh meter uh measurement thing that tells you how below far below ground is so it was going up and up and up and up and i'm like i'm gonna make it I'm gonna get out of this thing. And it was a slow process. Like it probably took like fifteen minutes or mm. so to 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 tacking against that wall, trying to get up without falling. Hm. So when I'm coming It was to like
0: climbing the mountains <laughs> in
1: Skyrim, yeah. Yeah. So uh so um I'm like getting closer and closer to the edge of the well and I'm like is there even gonna be anything out there? Like I have no idea. I don't know if the ground's gonna have a collider attached to it or what. I'm so psyched. So I, <laughs> so, I, so I get up there, and sure enough, I get out of the jump out of the well, and it's surrounded by this like collar of black. The,
0: oh, that's the well.
1: Well, no, it's the well, and then there's like green space okay. that has some trees on it, and then around the green space is this collar of black. Oh. But some of the collar of black you can stand on, and some of it, no, no, no. I think it's some of the green area you can stand on, some of it you can't. So I start throwing torches to kind of like figure out where I can stand. Oh, that's really cool. And then I uh, get on the edge of the green stuff, get get camera ready, turn around, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) got together my submission for Bottomless Pits and Games.
0: Oh, I'm so jealous.
1: Hopefully it'll be approved.
0: Yeah, and then you got to see all of the, the...
1: Yeah, yeah, you can see all the chambers on the way down. It was super cool. Uh, I was so happy with that one, particularly. Yeah, you know, you've I,
0: been playing this game for a long time. Yes,
1: so it it feels different to find something like that in a game you've been playing for a long time.
0: Yeah, especially that we didn't think we could get out of. <laughs> yeah, update on that. Do uh, you want to talk about uh, Plink Plink?
1: Yeah. Um, In Crab hair, I believe that's how you pronounce it, I don't know, Um. Made a um, pinball, what do you call it? A tool? Tool to
0: make pinball tables. Yeah. Backstory. Clyde is really into pinball. Super into pinball. We went to a pinball museum. We went to a pinball convention. Yeah. Clyde looks for pinball tables everywhere we go and calls people up and it's a really fun game. I mean, I'm not judging. We play on all... Yeah,
1: like you play some pinball yourself. Yeah, yeah,
0: I wasn't making I wasn't trying to be like, "Oh, this hobby of Clyde. No, I love pinball." And uh and we play a lot of What's your
1: favorite machine?
0: Black Lagoon. What's your favorite machine?
1: Probably Black Hole. Really? The Black Hole was so good when I saw it in real life
0: black lagoon is so good
1: well the thing i don't like about black hole though is that you can't actually move the table when you play when you play the actual black so i had played a ton of black hole on pinball arcade the simulation on steam that's not Mm. free uh and you can nudge the table all you want when you get in front of the real machine i mean it's huge that thing is i mean it's gotta be half a ton it's fucking enormous i
0: mean it's like I can't even, I almost
1: yeah. I almost threw my hip out trying to nudge that machine. <laughs> that thing is I'm surprised so you tried. Weird. You
0: get so freaked well, out while we so, nudge it in I'm, real life. It's
1: it's it's habit now. Because oh, I do it yeah, on yeah. people arcade. Um so maybe Black Knight, the original Black Knight Oh like,
0: wow, you like the
1: I don't like the simulation of it, but when we played the real machine, I was like, mm. "There's something magical about this." Black Knight was a really table. nice
0: table to play. There's
1: something about that table. Yeah, that I really remember played. that. So any- so yeah, so,
0: yeah <laughs> and we play a lot of simulation pinball games. Yeah. which is nothing like pinball. I don't even know why I talked about real pinball if we were talking about a simulator because they're a completely different game. It's, yeah. you, I you, I, shouldn't, compare sh- them. you it's, shouldn't compare them. It's like
1: comparing a driving game to racing a NASCAR. Car.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous to compare them. But, uh simulation games are super fun I love trapping the ball in in the physics so uh
1: yeah so uh in this Krip is Her- why it
0: was a big deal yeah
1: yeah and came out oh and and I've always wanted to design my own tables yeah he's like,
0: drawn a ton yeah, of them like
1: so so yeah I, at work one of the things I do in my sketchbook is draw designs for tables yeah
0: you even bought a book of pinball tables so you could see like the what play the fields layouts are like, yeah.
1: yeah um so then encripper like hey I made a uh painting tool on the browser where you can make your own pinball tables.
0: The physics
1: The physics suck. The physics are horrible. Oh really? Oh they're shitty.
0: Is it like delay or what's bad about it?
1: Uh the ball moves slowly. Um the (laughs) okay so this It looks
0: like an old pinball table. Like the kind the card game kind. That's what it looks like when I watch it. Like the only one I played is the Dennis Carr one though.
1: Here's the here's the funny and I wanna be clear, I love playing Pling. It's awesome. But initially when I first started playing it, I'm like this the physics are so Yeah, but you bad. love
0: it as a drawing tool that just happens to have pinball attached, right. not as a pinball simulator. Well actually
1: I'm about to get into what, oh, okay. what I'm really excited one of the things that I, I've realized over time that's kinda of neat. So when you when you start you know, having all these weird it's not just having a weird pinball table that you draw on yourself, it's also kinda like there's this one part on your pinball table where you didn't get the line completely straight. So the the resolution is really low, so all the all the pixels are very apparent, right? Okay. So when the ball, for instance, lands on a place that's kind of straight across, it'll bounce for a while. But what What's interesting is that, um, I, after kind of like design, painting tables and playing them a little bit, you start realizing that Pling Pling has particular tendencies
0: um, that show you
1: how it's actually programmed.
0: Which is what all uh, simulated pinball is really like.
1: Yeah, but it's really apparent in Pling Pling. I see. So in the example I'm thinking of right now is when you have a a jagged uh, pixel line. Where it's like there's one pixel above and then to the left there's one that's a bit lower. The ball says, oh, there's a, on the thing where I'm bouncing, one pixel to the left is lower. So that's the direction I'm going to go.
0: It's a glitch.
1: Well, it's, you can see where the programming is. It's how it's programmed.
0: Isn't that a glitch?
1: I, I, you could consider a it ten,
0: A programming tendency that does something it's not supposed to do?
1: It is supposed to do it. Oh. Um, okay. You never can kind of can kind of see how the simulation was made, and that can then inform how you make the pinball table more. And I I love. Oh, I, love, I see. So it's so it's super fun to make pling-pling tables. Um, me and everything's taken started having a conversation about uh, making erotic ones. Uh, I got nervous about putting them on glorious train wrecks because I don't really understand uh, whether or not it's acceptable in that culture
0: yeah like you didn't get nervous putting them on tumblr
1: (laughs) well i know it's acceptable on tumblr
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just don't know if it's acceptable that people are looking at them
1: (laughs) so uh uh so there's now a tumblr of erotic pinball tables um feel free to submit uh but i won't accept all of them um yeah i I only pick the ones that i really like
0: yeah that's why you have three up
1: that's all that's why Four up, thank oh. you very much. Oh,
0: because of the Venus of Willendorf.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, two of them are yours. All right. Half time. Is there anything else you want to say about Pling Pling? I mean, it's not really half time. It's probably three. Quarters I feel like it will
1: come up in another episode. Oh, totally. I'm I'm so excited about Pling Pling. It's so okay. Here's the thing. It's really neat to have Gift Cam available, um, and then mm. Pling Pling. And so you I just you know I'm like oh I don't have anything to do I don't really have a game I want to play I'll draw a table I draw a table I make a gif of it with gifcam I put it on Twitter and say hey I made this table it's I can export it as an html file so I can save it to my desktop and share the link to the table I just made when someone plays the table I just made they can further edit it to kind of see how things are going mm. and that might lead them into playing a table them or making a table themselves the entire um, broader that, that that's not a game mechanic right that's more like a publishing mechanic Yeah, it's so encouraging to get people into creating their own version and then being able to appreciate the one that I'm sharing based off of the information they've just gotten from making from attempting to make one and then possibly even sharing it with their friends is magic that's just fantastic I
0: I think the problem I have with plume Plane, which I wasn't going to bring up but I will, is it's a making game. It's not a playing game. It's in I can imagine playing other people's if you make them, but I realistically they're not they're not playable.
1: The 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 appeal of it is largely in being able to make your own.
0: Yeah. Not playing other people's. Or the ones I've seen, I only played one but I've seen others.
1: I will, I and will they do not look playable. I will say that when I play other people's Pling Pling tables, I'm thinking in the back you know, the, the the frame of reference I'm using is how can I use this? You know, yeah. how how what what have they done that I can then use as a tool? Yeah. Everything's taken made the a peanuts table. Did I tell you about oh, this? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. And I saw a lot of comments on train wrecks about okay, it.
1: Okay, so um we should probably be writing down all the games we're talking about because we're talking about so many different ones. But, yeah. uh... Um, everything's Taken made a peanut table. And so, in playing playing you can make six frames of table. And what you can do is there's a, there's one of the painting tools is a, a, an X that's a goal. And when you hit that X, it goes to the next frame of the pinball table. So, Everything's Taken made, like, this Peanuts comic strip where... It's, oh is
0: it six frames
1: it's six frames and it's, wow and it's barely play it's barely I
0: mean, there, there's barely awesome. any
1: agency and so there's this kind of like extraordinary contraption kind of like what, what do you call it the newspaper the old newspaper cartoons where it would be like a ball rolls into a bucket that then weighs down the bucket oh and then,
0: yeah yeah the mousetrap thing
1: yeah there's a name from but these really oh. complex kind of Chain reaction inventions. Uh, it's got that feel to it where the ball kind of like bounces around, and you're like, "I know the ball's eventually going to end up at that X to create that new frame, but I don't know exactly where it's going to happen." Oh,
0: is it like that? It is
1: like that. And while it's happening, there might be words on the screen or a picture, so it's kind of like it's moving through it's moving through these these uh, these visual frames and Telling you a little bit of a st- of an has a little bit of a narrative to it, so that combination of watching a chain reaction occur in spaces that are kind of telling a narrative mm-hmm. was r- brilliant use of the tool.
0: But it's still not pinball.
1: No, it's pling pling.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I expected. That's my. It's a limitation that I need to get past.
1: Well, ju- just like when we started playing simulated pinball. We had to get past how it's not like not real like pinball. pinball. Yeah. We have to remember that pling-pling is not like simulated, simulated pinball. pinball, yeah. Pling-pling is pling-pling.
0: Is yeah, and that's what it – yeah, I have to – maybe I need to just make some tables. I
1: think that would be I, wonderful. Yeah, I know you do. Will you make a table that we can put on the Tumblr? No. Okay.
0: No, because you won't accept anything that I make.
1: Oh, you're going to make it for the erotic uh... – Isn't
0: that your Tumblr page?
1: No, I was talking about a podcast.
0: Oh, no, I'd have to do that like tonight. I got I got my own problems. I still have to do a post. Okay. So anyway, um, so recently we went to changing the subject. Here's the question of the podcast before we talk about our final game from the jam. Um, recently, we went to a birthday party for my coworker. Oh, no, that's right. We never go to anywhere uh, that has other people there as, as if we can get away with it. So we did this, and while we were there, we talked to a – I wouldn't call them a co-worker. It's a student that has access to our lab, so he was also uh,
1: – uh, uh, An acquaintance worker?
0: Yeah, an acquaintance worker. <laughs> uh, working acquaintance. How a working that? acquaintance only, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's a weird situation. Anyway, it's not important. Uh, this person, because this birthday party – Was a little bit exclusive feeling Mm -hmm. to this person. Yeah. They wanted
1: to talk to me a bunch.
0: They wanted to stay with us. Yeah. And mostly Clyde. Yeah. And was asking Clyde a lot. Which was
1: fine because, like, you know, they they were interested. It was really exciting for me to be able to ask a college student what music they listen to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, one of the questions they asked, you asked them what games they played, and they asked you what games you played? They played
1: play, they play Call of Duty and Madden.
0: Okay. And then, and then how did it come up? Did they ask you what games you play?
1: They said, um, no, I think I asked them what their hobbies were, because uh, I've started getting into the habit of asking people not only where they work, but if they have any hobbies, because my life is largely revolving around my hobbies rather than my work. Right. Um and i start wondering maybe other people have that being the case which is typically not the case and um so i asked what hobbies they had and so i think in return he asked what hobbies i had
0: oh, okay yeah
1: um and i uh, i was like uh you know i um i make games and play a bunch of hobbyist games and i write about hobbyist games oh no 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 no! i remember what it was he asked me uh what I wrote about. So I guess you told him I was a writer.
0: No, you told him you were a writer. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay.
1: I must've told him I was a writer and he said, what I write about. And I said, I said, lately I've been writing about hobbyist games a bunch. And, um, and, uh, so then I'm like, Oh, do you, you know, do you know what hobbyist games are? And he's like, no, not really. And I'm, and so he was, he was okay, two, it's 2015. This is what I say to a college student when he says he hasn't played any hobbyist games. I said, you
0: play brave. I
1: said, have, have you ever played Braid? <laughs> okay. In 2015, he was desperate. my question. And uh, the response, or have you ever heard of Braid? <laughs> the response I got was, no.
0: Of course. And that yeah, that was, game is like seven or eight years that old. That
1: was it. I had no path.
0: How did he get to the point where he asked you if they were like apps?
1: I think I said maybe small games.
0: Yeah. So this happened to me like five episodes ago when Eleanor asked me what I was playing. And I tried to explain to her the small free games. And she asked me if they were like – or she, her comment to what I explained. Because that's – it was like the sep- second episode. I had just finished playing that Barnett game and I told her all about it. And City Lights. I can't remember who makes City Lights. But, Ian McClarty? Yeah. So I told her about those games. And then she's like, they sound like apps. So then whenever he said they sounded like apps, and then when we went to that arcade the other day, and all the arcade games were apps, it was like, like Flappy, Bird. Flappy Bird and the, uh, and Candy, the Crush. Candy Crush, yeah. I realized that everybody is playing apps as games now right. because they play games on their phone. Right,
1: so should I be asking people if they play apps rather than if asking them whether or not they play computer games? Yeah,
0: so... W- I think in order to communicate this, this is what I got out of it after the last conversation of the second time, is I need to find apps that are similar to these games so I can use them as examples as the type of games that I'm playing. But I don't know if that exists. No, they do. Because I cannot stand playing apps.
1: Do you follow Chris Priestman on Twitter?
0: I think so. Uh, Are they talking about those apps?
1: Every once in a while, uh, an app will come up on his feed.
0: Okay, what um, did you get out of this conversation of having to explain these games to people? Um, like, how would you do it different if you had to explain okay. it again? Yeah, I
1: just I I need to get over the point that the re- what really got me was that I'm s- I'm so insular and in I'm so like sheltered on this issue. Like I I'm like I've said I've started asking the guy at GameStop if he makes games. Like mm-hmm. I, I you're in denial of what's happening in the I'm real world. To I'm so interested in game making that I'm starting to assume that this is a normal thing that a lot of people do, around me. And I
0: I keep thinking people are reading Su, It's not happening. <laughs> okay, nobody's doing it.
1: Uh, so I was so shocked that this person had never heard of Braid, e- even though they play Call of Duty. I was like, if you play Call of Duty, certainly you've heard of Braid. I and,
0: mean, it's on Xbox. Right,
1: and that like that how just, old
0: is Braid though? Like, Two
1: thousand eight. Okay. So, <laughs> so. Might as well
0: ask him if he's played Chime.
1: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I really got stuck there, and I need to come up with a different strategy. Um, I mean, you talk about these
0: games so much to people who know about them. Why is it so difficult to talk about them with people who don't?
1: I think the distribution model is really lacking. Like, even though though someone can download, like, you know, a lot of these, the games we discussed are free and they're short. Um, there's still this aspect of am I, is this going to give my computer a virus? I don't typically download programs unless it's like iTunes. Right you now. go
0: on Warp Door and three quarters of what you play is broken. Well, or, I mean, not really. They but
1: don't go on Warp Door. I know, but if and, you were
0: to suggest it, it's not like you could feel comfortable that they're going to find something that is playable. And
1: even, in, even if I did suggest it, like, I mean,. How many people know how to unzip a, a zip file?
0: Everybody does. You really? don't know what's going on in the kids today, honey. I, I don't. No, everybody knows how to do that.
1: So I think the distribution is really out of, out of line with 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 mm. the the attaching to an audience that isn't already in
0: it. So you think it's impossible to explain it to them because they have no reference? Like, it seems to me like you should still be able to talk about it even without the reference.
1: Okay, I guess what I'm getting stuck on is, is it possible to talk about them without ultimately them then downloading one and trying it out? Yeah,
0: just to say, it's like you're saying, I'm reading. Well, what are you into? I mean, they might not be into, like, uh, what is that genre the last game we're playing? Cyberpunk. But you could still explain it without them ever having read it. So why is it so difficult to explain these games without yeah. them having played one?
1: Well, maybe let's discuss what my description was to this person at this particular party. Okay. Which was, um, uh, there are a lot of people that have started making games as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And, um, because games like Call of Duty and Dragon Age are so complex, uh, The strength of the smaller games is that typically they're very short and they focus on one or two mechanics and art. Okay. And so these games are often about simply walking around art. Okay. That's how I described it.
0: Oh, that's pretty clear. That's so much better than what I did with Eleanor or the other person. It's
1: pretty clear until you start considering that games have particular elements to art that art does not have right and like, art
0: is such a general term yeah it doesn't like, really communicate anything people don't
1: think of sound design when they think of art because right you're right don't, when you say that they don't they don't think of traversal or physics when you think of art they don't think of interaction or uh logical progression
0: it really is hard to describe them without having the reference of them playing any and even if he would have said he played braid these games are nothing like braid
1: i think these games are like braid
0: no they're not braid is so different the okay let me tell you how Okay. Um number 1 it's really long. The puzzles are really difficult and the art style is really stylized. It's like it's like somebody made a YouTube video acting like this is a viral video but you can tell it was made in a studio. That's what braid is like versus somebody really making a YouTube video in their house. Okay. There is a hu- it's like playing 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 versus uh, It's like
1: Jennifer Shonte's Older albums versus John Frusciante's first name. two.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you can tell the difference in the production. Yeah. And so it's difficult to compare them. I'm not saying the low production, high production, but there is a difference in production.
1: This is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, can we have a little bit of fun? Mm-hmm. That's role play. Okay. Who do you want to be? The person that describes them? Or... Oh,
0: obviously not. I am the worst describer ever. Okay,
1: let me get into my role. So okay. I'm just me. You're just you. So who are you?
0: Um, I'll be uh, the person that, I, that originally asked me the question.
1: The person that asked you the
0: question? I only play top 10, top 50. Okay, you
1: only play top 50 games? Yeah,
0: right now I'm playing this one. Oh, it's like Lord of the Rings, I think, was the one or something.
1: Oh, Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Okay. Well, give so, it to me.
0: So, uh, what have you been playing? Because the last game we talked about was Dragon Age 3, and I know that you seem to have an opinion about it. Uh, but we were both playing it, so we could talk about it for, like, two times I came to work. So, what are you playing right now?
1: Um, I just played a game called uh, Murder in Neo New England.
0: Oh, that sounds interesting. What's it about? I haven't heard of it. Why not?
1: Really? Uh, I'm sorry, we're still rolling. <laughs> Um The reason that you probably haven't heard about it is that uh, okay, that's probably not the direction to go, is it? No. Okay, why haven't I heard about it?
0: You want to also not be like what you?
1: Well, no. I mean, what what am I gonna be like? The reason. Well, last time
0: heard we had a conversation about this person, it was about their games versus your games. You're not gonna say the reason you don't know about it is because some reason.
1: I we're not on the same page here.
0: Okay. Okay. Good. That's good. Tell me.
1: Uh, the reason you haven't (laughs) heard about it, um, is because it's not being sold. So there's no reason. There's not much of a motive to market it.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Well then, what's it about?
1: Uh, it's about, um. Uh, it's a cyberpunk game, but it's mostly text-based, and there's very few choices in it. Uh, so it's a murder. It's a murder mystery.
0: So it's different asking someone, "What are you playing?" Specifically versus... versus what
1: types of games are they? Yeah. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe the problem is that we're comparing them all.
0: Yeah, because none of them are similar.
1: Okay, well, let's go with let's use that as operable information from this point on yeah. and see and test that hypothesis.
0: Yeah, let's maybe talk about a specific. We will well, talk I about specific games. I tried that. I games. talked about city lights in Ephemir, but maybe those were the wrong ones to talk about.
1: No, those were the right ones to talk about, <laughs> especially if you were talking about them in combination, because you could be like, "Well, they're both very kaleidoscopic, but they have completely different approaches." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean. I mean, it was right after we played them, and I had a lot to say about... Word. Yeah. That's
1: so exciting.
0: I mean, it wasn't that exciting when I... You know, okay, first off, the problem is is that I already am nervous when I'm talking to people. Mm. And then I get more nervous when I talk to them about things that I know that they don't know anything about. But they're an authority right. on the subject of the general subject. What do you mean? Like, she plays a ton of video games. She knows everything about video games. And her boyfriend is a master's student in making video games. Okay. So she has like all this background in video games. Okay. And so when I like bring up that you're like making things and she's like, oh, Unity isn't a real engine, she already has an opinion about that. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to talk to an, author- you know, it's like talking to an authority about anything about your hobby interest in that field.
1: Like talking to a person who operates a train when you're, hobby is model trains
0: yeah yeah that's what it feels like you know
1: yeah so it's like what you do only
0: smaller Smaller. and for fun (laughs) (laughs) you know and there's no money in it and there's no money in it (laughs) i just do it because i like Like it it. (laughs) (laughs) you know that's what it feels like i'm
1: so tempted to be like let's suppose you drive a train
0: (laughs) (laughs) now i carve trains and push them on the ground (laughs)
1: And they're looking at you like, why would anyone do that?
0: Yeah, that's what it was totally like.
1: Oh, that's so funny.
0: Okay, so last game. Uh, this was from the Wizard Jam. Wizard Jam, and it is called.
1: I I love the idea that it sounds like we edited, like like we (laughs) took a part out, but we didn't. I'm saying that, but we totally didn't. Like it just, the mood just changed drastically. We were like, Like,
0: okay, we're done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chrissy just got into her host okay
0: yeah that's why i'm the host you're the co-host that's true uh so this is from the wizard jam and it is called
1: uh murder in neo new england
0: and it is
1: a twine game but not like your typical twine game
0: man i didn't even realize i was playing a twine game oh, like
1: that's how not like a typical yeah, twine game it is. you're
0: telling me this right now has brought it back home to me what a good use of twine I felt like I played a visual novel. I I kept comparing it to Dog of Dracula. Like it hasn't even occurred to me it was a Twine novel until right now. The last time we played Twine I played a Twine novel was when we did those um, entries into that it was that mystery one.
1: Wasn't it the Netrunner game? Oh, was that Twine? Yep.
0: Oh wow, they did a good job too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then never mind. I take back what I just said. So this...
1: I don't think that works. I, I think you were so expressive of what you just said <laughs> that it's going to stick in our minds. Yeah,
0: sorry everyone. So what was the episode about murder in New England? Do you know? I. Uh, that's an interesting title.
1: I don't think, I think that it's Cyberpunk Cop Killer. Mm. And because that's what the game is about. But maybe because multiple people did that episode title, they changed the name.
0: Oh, what did they change it from? Do you know?
1: probably cyberpunk cop killer
0: oh okay so murder in new New neo neo new england sorry i've been drinking everybody it's cool now you have to reap the rewards of chrissy's it's not like anyone's
1: still listening
0: yeah that's true i don't know i am you will be at work (laughs) this is true so uh what happens in this
1: game um um indeed you are Working as a private investigator. Of course. uh, Doing your duties.
0: Female protagonist, if you will.
1: And um, you get a call from an old colleague. A cop buddy. Who's still back in the force. They never left.
0: Yeah, he trained you probably, I think.
1: I definitely get the impression that he's Hyung. Yeah. Or Opa.
0: No, Hyung. Oh, yeah, (laughs) Opa. Damn.
1: (laughs) So then then, um, he says, uh, I need you on this help on this... I think we got a cyber... I think we got a cop killer in our ranks. Mm. Uh, so he's bringing someone... Serial. He's bringing someone in from the outside that he can trust, uh, which is you. This game is... For, okay. My perspective on this game is that one of its major strengths is its world building. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? One of its major strengths is that after I play this game or during playing this game, I'm as interested in the surrounding world around the characters as I am in the characters themselves, which is no small task considering that I thought that the characters in this game were interesting. It is rare that I think that the characters in any game are interesting. That's
0: really true. And to have the world just as interesting as the characters in a Twine game.
1: I don't think of it. I don't Here's, think of Twine as a lesser.
0: Uh, I thing. do. I can't help it. Everest, when I first started playing Twine games, and I was left with choices, it would drive me crazy to go to the next screen. Okay,
1: that's because you're not you're not used to the format. Though that's like yeah. that's like comparing Plink Plink to Pinball.
0: I guess that's true, because when I play visual novels, it happens too. But I was associating it with just Twine, like. It was like having hyperlinks though And I felt like Well
1: that's literally what they are But yeah
0: but it felt like I was on the internet with hyperlinks And I should be able to go back to all of them it, The association was so strong hmm. I couldn't break the idea that In makes, Twine I, that's totally, what it was I
1: totally see what you're saying
0: So I had a really difficult I'd time totally with Twine
1: Because even, to even today When I played I replayed um, Murder Neo New England So I would refresh it mm-hmm. And uh, I, I wanted to press back and then I'm like, oh, I, yeah. gotta, I gotta remember, I can't press back, because that'll completely reload the entire thing.
0: Yeah, and that's what you feel like you have, everything is for free, and you can just go anywhere you want, and it's, yeah. you know...
1: I, I get what you're saying there.
0: And you don't feel like you should be funneled into a choice, you feel like you should be able to look at everything, because it's the internet. That's the, yeah, the, the right. feeling it gives.
1: Right, because it's text-based, and the hyperlinks are yeah. underlined in a different color, you're still operating as if it's... The internet, page. Yeah. Which it is, but it's got different expectations.
0: So it's really difficult for me to make choices. But this game's... Okay, so let's talk about this game in a couple of ways. The writing was really, really good.
1: I thought it was fantastic. Yeah.
0: I really enjoyed how subtle the puns were, how good the world building and the character building was. It's
1: super campy, but I appreciate campy.
0: It wasn't campy like Dog of Dracula, though. I wouldn't call it super campy. I would call it subtly campy
1: i would call it super campy. i didn't feel
0: like it was in your face i felt like it was i didn't feel like they were trying to make it and were telling you what the puns were i felt like it was part of the story it
1: was trope heavy
0: it was trope heavy but it blended so well that it felt like part of the story not like not like i'm saying this because it's the trope it was still part of the story that's
1: fair that's fair it's like the, 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 okay, what you just said is really kind of valuable. Um, sometimes it seems like use of trope is treated as the payoff in itself. Yeah. Uh, but in the case of Neo New England, it's like, you're like, I can see why this is a trope in the
0: first place.
1: <laughs> because it totally works. Kind of like Korean dramas are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're forcing it in order or fake. It felt it, like it, it, it really belonged in the story. Yeah, yeah. They, they're
1: using a tool and they're and they're not and they're not shying away from it just because it's been used so often.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So but here is where so in this yeah, he already explained it. So here is where it's different for me than you. You have sixty minutes.
1: Well, not real time.
0: In order to interview everybody and look at this thing. And when he told me that, 20 minutes per each thing, I was thinking I literally had this. But then you don't have a clock. And you have all these options. So you're just like, I can do whatever I want. I'm willy-nilly. I can just walk in and read everything. And it doesn't matter how long it takes me. I would have really liked the countdown of the time so i had to make choices about what i felt was more valuable information and chose it <laughs> so funny. but then clyde tells me
1: chrissy chrissy told me this, this after she played it earlier today was it today or
0: was yeah it? i told you today but and, i played it yesterday
1: and i uh, said that's funny that you mentioned that because Hermie on the idol forums was like hey y'all I was thinking about this and I don't know whether or not to put an actual real time timer in or to put, I, I hope this actually happened, but this is how I remember it. Uh, I was thinking about putting a real time timer in and I got like, I live on the fucking idle forums.
0: <laughs> and, so, and so
1: whenever someone posts something like that, I'm always like, and Here's I have my if,
0: opinion. If I have an
1: opinion, I state it clearly. And usually I'm the first one to do so. <laughs> and I'm like, No, don't do that, because I'm a slow reader and you're just gonna be punishing slow readers. Well then you have
0: to make even more choices. You would have that if you were this person. I guess you wouldn't be reading. What? I mean the real choices,
1: I don't understand. The reality you
0: you have to really determine what's important to you. Knowing that you're a slow reader and what your options are. This is an
1: accessibility issue. What does that mean? This means that um
0: I'm a really fast reader, by the way.
1: Uh Okay. I suppose I could consider fast reader, fast reading as an actual disadvantage because you don't have as much comprehension, comprehension of the reading.
0: I hundreded all of my comprehension tests. I am a comprehensive reader.
1: Based off of interactions I've had with you in this home... <laughs> I can tell you that you are not... <laughs> not Mrs. I didn't know Aliaster was a Templar Just <laughs> well, telling me she's a reading okay. comprehension.
0: No, okay, I didn't whiz. read it. I wasn't interested in this story. I was there to hook up.
1: Okay, anyway. I
0: mean, Ollie, if Aliester was like, uh, this gift got me one step closer,
1: I, I, I read it. I associate sl- uh, slow reading with uh, lack of capability. I think uh... that, I think that lack of capability should be favored.
0: Really? Yes. But how, why would they say in the game you have this amount of time? It's a
1: narrative, it's it's a narrative explanation.
0: It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense if you're not going to enforce it. What
1: would be a, what would be a better way to express, um, you only can look at the files and interview everyone.
0: But that's all the options. You just went back in. The evidence wasn't even really a thing. Yeah, correct. So you get to do everything.
1: That's correct. So
0: why not just go? Okay, go interview everybody and come back. Because
1: the limitation is 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 a narrative trick. What that limitation of only being able to interview those people is an explanation of why only those people are interviewable. But
0: no, the explanation was everybody else was at lunch. You interviewed everybody that was there, and they said only people associated yeah, but, with the case. But
1: you have to just dis- make the decision of who did it in that moment.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it seemed like the time thing wasn't actually relevant to it, and I wanted it to be relevant if they mentioned it. It's just like whenever... Why did you
1: want it to be re- relevant?
0: It's like when Joyce asked you if you wanted a coffee, and you said yes, and then she never brought you a coffee. She don't
1: tell people that.
0: <laughs> then, like, why was it even a choice? It's because distracting. I, because
1: I intended I intended to eventually put it in, but it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, low priority. Um, it was a, uh, what do you call it on Kickstarter? When like, if you give us a hundred thousand more dollars, we'll put it in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it but, was another tier.
0: But what I'm saying is whenever you have a obvious mechanic that you're not following through with, it takes you out of the story because I'm spending the whole time going, am I being timed? It, when is my 60 minutes up? Can I ask all these questions? Does it matter? And I'm distracted about the fact that they said that I have this limitation that they're not enforcing. Mm -hmm. So either enforce the limitation so I can stop thinking about it or take away the limitation so I can stop thinking about it. What would
1: be another narrative way to say you can only interview this many people, you can only look at this many files, and then you're going to have to make a decision immediately? But
0: that's what happens anyway. You have this many options. what
1: What would be a narrative explanation for that happening?
0: Everybody else was at lunch. Those were all the files that were available. And
1: why do you have to make the decision?
0: Because dude demanded it. Like, your time is up. Oh, your time was up. Oh. I mean, I'm not saying
1: that there's not another one. No,
0: I mean, no, yeah, you're right. I forgot that the reason you had to make that decision was because the time was up. So that's where it comes in.
1: So, well, I mean, I can come up with another one. Okay, what is it? Um... Because uh, that's the way the law works at the time. Uh, you maybe you have some mm. sort of like um, what do you call those notary publics?
0: Oh maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe it's
1: like a um, what do you call it? What's the name of the author who did a uh, Stranger in a Strange Land? Highland. Maybe it's like you're a Highland notary public, and like that's how the law of the land works, and you ha- you have to make the call immediately because you could be corrupted later or something <laughs> like that.
0: There you go. Yeah. So. So, I would have, that's one thing about the game. And then the, the second thing, let's talk about who did it. Spoilers.
1: Well, before we do that, I want to talk about, no, never mind, let's talk about who did it. Lucy.
0: Why are you so convinced? Here's the thing. Everybody did it. You Lucy can, did you it. You can pick everybody and they would have done it.
1: Yeah, but that's just to make you all feel better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone
1: knows that Lucy did. I would
0: have never picked Lucy, just like I would have never picked my cop friend.
1: You'd pick Stafford, then.
0: Of course. I mean, okay, I didn't think Stafford had a motive, but it well, couldn't Stafford has a motive. Well, yeah, I found that out after I picked him. But it couldn't have been Lucy, because she was in love with the uh, dude.
1: I love how you think that just being in love with someone means that you can't kill them.
0: I would never kill somebody I was in love with. It well, doesn't make any sense. good
1: for me to hear. Yeah,
0: right? And then number two, it can't be your friend or he wouldn't have hired you because he knows you're going to find out who it is because you're the best.
1: That is true. You are the best. You
0: are the best. Everybody knows it. And he knows knows that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's actually a really good point on him, but I don't think he did it.
0: Yeah. So, Lucy, like, it didn't make any sense for me that Lucy did it. I can't imagine her feeling jealousy for real.
1: You're focused on motive and not method. Yeah. Look, everyone fucking wants to kill Obama, okay? Except for me and you, apparently <laughs> in this area.
0: Okay, that we live in, yeah.
1: That we live in, everyone seems to want him gone except for us. Okay. But they don't have the method. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not so they're not going to be
0: Here's the difference between me and you. I've read every ethical Christie book that exists that has Poirot. It's only motive. It's not method. So I only It's all method. It's only motive.
1: It's all method.
0: It's only motive.
1: See, thinking that everything is motive is exactly what puts us in this security paranoia terrorism, <laughs> politic world that we're in. Because
0: everybody wants, everybody Every, has a negative motive, and you shouldn't a get blamed for it.
1: Everyone's got a motive that has nothing to do with anything. No one cares about motives. It's, it's all about method. So we're
0: not we're not talking about real life. We're talking about a game. Okay,
1: fine. Lucy had method.
0: Why what, would she what, kill what somebody she, she be, loved? Would you kill somebody cuz you're jealous? Should I be worried?
1: No, she's the only one who has method. She's the only one. T- okay, so let's go through a scenario. The captain? How does how does Stafford how does Stafford kill Kelly and Stafford kill Quest and Stafford kill Roscoe?
0: You're so right. How does he do it? It hurts that you're right. I,
1: okay. How does, how does, what's his face do it? What's his, what's his name? I mean, uh, I would
0: never thought it was him anyway. Gambino? He, he doesn't even have, I mean, yeah, he's an anti-technology, he gonna, but... He's anti-technology.
1: He's, he can't, everyone who died died because of programming and like wires and like electrical charges. I'm surprised
0: he can turn on a Z cigar. He didn't do it.
1: So now that we've established that Lucy's the you're only right, with the method.
0: But. <sighs> She doesn't have the motive. Sure she does. She was in love with Quest. Yeah, but... Jealousy. She her, couldn't have been that jealous. Her emotional
1: programming was all on the fritz, yo.
0: How is that even possible?
1: Because it's a prototype. Mm. She was given a prototype version of AI emotions, and she didn't know how to handle it. Plus, not only that, but she was working... That system was colliding, or not colliding, but interacting with the optimization systems of trying to keep the oh, brand. That's
0: right. You so, know, you're kind of right.
1: Yeah, I know. So, oh. did you. Now, the second time I played through, I noticed that Stafford, when you ask Lucy about Stafford, she's like, um, Oh, yeah. Or you're, like, you're like, So, what's your interaction with Stafford like? And she's like, Oh, he yells at me a lot. And, yeah. And I measured my my productivity after talking to Stafford. I was less productive, so I've t- I've tried to minimize interactions with him in which he can yell at me. Yeah. Guess what? She was in love with Qu- she Quest. She should have
0: totally murdered Stafford. She
1: was in love with Quest. Yeah. She interacts with him. Yeah. She has a hard time dealing with those because she finds out that she's less productive after conversations uh, with Quest. Okay. Feels the need to optimize. And kills And kills
0: him. You win you win this round here's the thing
1: i want to mention something real okay. fast will you remember what you're about to say oh
0: of course roscoe
1: taught her how to love
0: who's roscoe
1: roscoe's the uh cop that lost his arm
0: really how did he do that
1: he was uh oh he
0: was in love with her
1: he was in love with her. Like, you know, he was ostracized by the rest of the force because he didn't fit in with the bureaucrats and the um the people who were still on the Right, he didn't... wouldn't
0: play nice after he lost his arm and they made him keep working. Play nice? Yeah, like, you remember that conversation with the chief where it wasn't where they were like, you better work harder or else we're going to fire you instead of like, sorry, you lost your arm in the line of duty? Mm. Like he was apparently not like pretending to like the job anymore ever since he lost his arm. Pretending, or you know, liking it.
1: Um, yeah, he was he 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 was definitely having hard social problems, right? Right. And so then he turns to Lucy because probably well because not only is she accessible, but she's also like you who know who else
0: is gonna understand me?
1: Right. Well, you know, it's there's something not intimidating about it being, you know, an AI. It's like, it's not a real person, right? Because he's an old timer. It's not oh, a real yeah. person. It's just a toy. I can, like, you know, I can, like, get to know her. And, and, and I, I, I can reveal things to her. She's just a system.
0: Don't forget to not pet Sherlock's head.
1: Thank you. And um, so in those interactions, Lucy's emotional prototype AI starts falling in love with Roscoe, but not actually falling in love with him, but recognizing that he's falling in love with her. Right. She starts identifying what love is, and when she starts seeing that Roscoe is starting to have those expectations from her and that her his love is unrequited, she starts realizing, I don't love Roscoe back, but you know who I do love?
0: Quest, so why would she kill him? That doesn't make any sense. Because
1: the interactions with him after the point when she realizes that she's in love with him
0: Orin lower says, her
1: productivity. Now let's talk. Let's talk about Kelly, just because I love Kelly's my favorite character.
0: Really? Yeah. Tell me.
1: Uh, I love this idea of someone who's modding themselves so much in a department that they're becoming far more useful than everyone's used to, and so they can't argue against it, but it's still creeping them out.
0: I thought it wasn't that she was more useful. It's just that she became uninteresting. And so <clears throat> they decided she was the person they were going to pick to ostracize.
1: <coughs> I, I just thought it was, I, I, I don't know. I liked it. I, li- I liked that idea. I liked the idea of, of, of her, like, getting so into her work that she's starting to modify her body for it. Mm. And that creating a sense of isolation in her work. I
0: place. thought she was isolated because she was so obsessed with computers that everybody was like, she's not interested anymore. Let's ice her out.
1: Well, yeah, I think that's true, too. Yeah. Uh, th- this speaks to what I thought was so strong about the writing. The world built, the w- world and the characters, it's like all of the characters seemed like they fit in that world. Yeah. And then I could see how each one of them would come to be in that world. And that, I went on the forums and I was like, I put a lot of praise on that on that writing because I was This like,
0: writing was really good. Yeah. I was
1: super impressed. What was the thing that you were supposed to not forget? Oh.
0: So, I really want a narrative detective game. Because I feel like most detective games are like what we were talking about earlier. Where you're just let loose in a world. You have to talk to everybody and touch everything. There's no narrative's uh, path. Versus, like, when you're reading an Advocate the Christie book and you're Poirot, Poirot. You're going from place to place. It's not like, hey, I'm going to be in a building, I'm going to talk to everybody, and I'm going to pick up stuff. No, you're like at dinner, and you're sitting next to somebody, and they tell you something. And then, you know, you're like in a room, and you see something. Like, you're on a path, and you just happen to pick up things on the way. Okay. Versus, I'm in like 15 rooms, I got to clear them all.
1: But how do you make sure that the player actually picks up on the information?
0: You don't. You don't need to. Uh, that's the player's job. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to go through and interview 20 people and trying to figure out what information is well, valid. Well, I
1: understand that.
0: Right, so I felt like at least this was more narrative, what I was trying, what I'm trying to get to in a detective game. I just wish there was, like, an answer. You know, there like... There is, Lucy. <laughs> there's no real clues, and there's no real...
1: <coughs> uh, <coughs> some Some of the clues... Lucy's Le- the only one Okay, with okay.
0: I don't know that I can... But if you pick anybody else, they say that you're right.
1: That's correct. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, That's what I'm trying to communicate. This is the closest I've gotten to a narrative detective game, which is what I've been trying for in these games this whole time. And that might exist, but I haven't played yet, other than this one, until the end, where it doesn't matter who you pick.
1: It matters so much. Oh, my God. Like, yes, they do provide... <sighs>
0: You're so obsessed with being right. No. But you it, it, get it's to not,
1: it's not that I'm so obsessed with like being it... right. No, it's that I'm I'm invested in my choice. But I don't need I don't I don't need the game. To... I
0: would have never thought it was Lucy, and if you weren't there, I would have never picked Lucy, and I wasn't satisfied with the thing that they said about Lucy when I read it. It wouldn't have okay. ever worked for me.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's fair criticism.
0: So, what I'm trying to say is when it came time to pick, I didn't have a, a strong enough motive for anybody to actually pick them or method. I didn't feel like. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I just picked one because I had to. And I wasn't see, satisfied with any of the answers. See,
1: I, I had almost the opposite problem. um, But not when I picked Lucy. When I picked the other ones to, just to see what it was. So, oh, to be clear, at the end of this game... You pick one, and then after you find out, you know what happens. The epilogue, you can then re-pick to see what the other endings are. Right. Um, and all of them provide you with an epilogue that gives you the impression that whoever you picked, uh, you are right. You yeah. Um, which I I think is I think it's well done. I like really.
0: That. Why do you like that?
1: I like that because um, it's putting the priorities in the right place to me.
0: What the, is the priority?
1: The priority is that the player feels um, capable. No, the player feels like the the game is acknowledging their choice. Okay. Uh, and I like that. I like the the obvious comparison would be to pick to sometimes make it so that when you pick, for instance, uh, um, Gambino. If you pick Gambino, it says, uh you arrest Gambino, but 10 years later you find out that you were wrong and that you arrested your best friend or something like that. Right. That, that's not really as...
0: Satisfying. satisfying.
1: Well, it could be if they, like, really went into the story of, you know, how that affected your life.
0: Right, and if they got to make a complete story, I mean, you were not given enough information to make the choice. It was really good world building, a really good character building, but as far as a game goes...
1: I was given enough information to make a choice
0: well i didn't feel like i was
1: right um i don't remember what i i oh, sorry the, the, there was a broader point to make and i don't remember what it was uh uh a, 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 about about providing everyone with with an oh the choice.
0: difference between having a, everybody get to pick yeah. or having the option of everyone oh
1: what the priority well that no, was before the priority yeah I, you I were forgotten. talking
0: about uh you were talking about getting the answer right for everybody.
1: Yeah, but it was before
0: that. I thought you were talking about that and you got distracted about one aspect of it. It's oh. gone. Okay. It's gone. Sorry, everybody. That's what <sighs> sidetracking does. That's
1: what sidetracking does. All
0: right. Do you have anything else to add?
1: Um, Why haven't we made a podcast in so long?
0: Oh, uh, we have another another project we've been working on. Um. So uh the people that are in glorious train wrecks that participated in the 2003 RPG Maker Jam of uh, uh, February had, everything's taken, taken
1: in FirecatfG and Sergio
0: in one game I uh, have made made a game for every day in February plus some and um they are combining all their games to make a gallery it's- and
1: fucking amazing
0: yeah everything they make is amazing and so um they we criticized or talked about some of their games on the podcast and uh they said it would be cool to have us give commentary on the games for the galleries so people can walk up to us and we'll be saying things so we've been working on that on the weekends because the weekends is the only time i ever do anything and so that has been extremely time consuming because there's three people there's a lot of days in February and then they did extra.
1: And not we the first time the first dialogue we come up with is not necessarily workable. The
0: dial, yeah yeah like we have to turn it into a dialogue that it makes sense. We have you know we have to replay the games because it's been so long on some of them. Uh, I cannot believe. And then
1: and then after we write the dialogue After we, after we write a dialogue, which is me and Chrissy talking about it over coffee and Chrissy making notes and then me looking at it later and going, how am I supposed to turn into this into some, a dialogue you can see in a game? Yeah. And then like, then I have to turn it into a dialogue you could actually see in a game. That would make sense because even though you're not listening to me and Chrissy actually talk. Yeah. Yeah. I have to replay the game to make sure it actually applies after it's been filtered through all of these things. Yeah,
0: they didn't realize that uh number one that we're slow. We didn't
1: realize it.
0: Yeah, and I mean we've been working on this for like months at this point. It's it's like It's really cool though. We started before the game jam.
1: Yeah. It's really it's, it's really, really ex- neat. Yeah, it like is really fun. The- and
0: these games are so good and so worth talking about. Mm-hmm. That it's an exciting thing to get to participate in. I, ho-
1: I hope our submission gets included.
0: We have a submission? <laughs> uh,
1: the, the dialogues that we're creating. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, the, the thing is, is that it's difficult to have opinions about other people's game and not feel self-conscious about the things that you're saying about it. That's what your difficulty is. Yeah, that's my difficulty. And so, you know, knowing that they're going to potentially, like, present this as our opinion of their work in their own game Mm is... uh, is It definitely
1: puts more authority on it.
0: Yeah, and it is intimidating because, like, if I don't like the game or if I don't have anything to say about it, you know, like, it changes, like, the field in which you are looking at the game. Mm Mm-hmm versus here we get to pick out what we talk about we only pick games that we like yeah. and want to talk about yeah. you know but luckily these games like forcing ourselves through or i wouldn't say that well no i
1: mean I, I know there's a mean lot of games forcing.
0: yeah having an opinion about a game you didn't originally have an opinion mm-hmm. on in the end it's exciting to find out that if you try you do
1: have an opinion yeah on it. yeah
0: And you do have an interpretation or, you know, there is something that you found that you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed The Picture's Worth a Thousand Words because I wouldn't have never gotten there today.
1: What are you talking about? Uh, Oh, The Picture's Worth a Thousand, that everything's taking game away. yeah.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have ever gotten there. Oh, I... yeah,
1: Chrissy came up with a great interpretation for that game when we were discussing it. Yeah,
0: today. and it was really exciting today, so I'm glad. It's fun to keep working at it, and then you make breakthroughs. Yeah, you
1: play that game two or three times now? Yeah,
0: I played that game a lot. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway, I would suggest it to anyone that doesn't have a Mac. Well, no, uh, there's
1: not yet. Wait. Are you
0: kidding me? Yeah, I would. Why,
1: why wouldn't they just wait till the actual process? Because the finished?
0: games are amazing. I don't care if it's finished or not. They yeah. have the gal. I mean, come on. Well,
1: oh, it, it is available to be played on Glorious Trainwrecks in the two thousand three RPG Maker Marathon. Uh, but my personal recommendation, not Chrissy's, my personal recommendation would be wait till the uh, the final executable is is made though there are some really fun and interesting glitches going on and they
0: have the the gallery up and i can't believe how well they made the galleries it's it's like crazy it's crazy to me that this exists it's It's so so good i've never been a fan of people i could talk to before so it's 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 making me nervous of of being such a big fan of, of people who can hear me talk so that's something i'm having to get uh past
1: it's really exciting. Yeah,
0: it's really exciting. Anyway, I hope everybody has a good. Who knows how long it'll be until we make another podcast? Four. Month.
1: How long do you think this was? Like three hours.
0: Mm-mm. One. Oh, this was longer than one hour. How long?